Hello, and welcome to Sharp, the podcast where we help you get a little better at the stuff you have to do, so you can spend more time doing the stuff you want to do. So now, on with the episode. Hello there, good morning, good evening, good night, good whatever time of day it is where you are. Welcome to Sharp, the podcast, episode 12. Well, as you may know, we had to press the pause button last week, um, and I guess if my advice that I transmit is that it's important for us to take time to be better at what we do, I suppose I probably should take my own advice as well. Anyway, we're back, and we mentioned before um, in the last episode that we were going to look at some practical stuff over the next few weeks to get things done in your day. In this episode, we're going to start at the beginning, what we can do even before our working day starts. Now, for me, my working day actually starts the night before. The importance of getting a good night's sleep and and an end-of-day routine helps set me up for the next day. But we're going to cover sleep in another episode, so we'll look at that whole end-of-day process another time. Today, we're looking at our morning routine. So, why have a morning routine? What time is it? Oh no! Not again! Flipping heck! Half nine! Quick! Sh- uh, shower! Coffee! Ah! Oh, look at this! Throughout my career, I've worked in many different environments public environments, private places, offices, shop floors, and so on. And the one thing I've found important above all else is having a plan. Stopping to set out your store for the day. Now, if you talk to people in sales, talk to people who manage people, people who've got anything to do, they'll generally agree that starting your day by being clear on what it is that you've got to do gives you the best chance of doing it. And I guess that kind of stands up to to logical argument, really. I'd imagine you'd agree. So why not apply the same approach to your own life on a personal level? Now, remember, the theme of this podcast is taking what high-performing, successful people do and then applying it to the everyday, regular life, regular people. If you're running a multi-million pound business or a highly complicated project, you probably see the benefit of starting your day off in the right way. So why should it be different if you're managing a family or managing a small business or a team of people? Taking some time to think with some intention, with some purpose about your frame of mind, your physiology, Getting yourself in the best place you can possibly be, whatever the circumstances, well, that's got to be a good way of starting each day, hasn't it? Now, I've read hundreds of articles, productivity blogs, research, countless books from Success Magazine to Forbes, things by people like Tony Robbins, Jim Rohn, David Allen, loads and loads of stuff. And I'll put some links in the show notes for you to start to have a look at some of those things in a bit more detail. I've tried all sorts of options with my morning And I've settled on a few things that I now do regularly. The overriding thing I've learned is the power of routine. Whatever you do in the morning, do it routinely. The minute you start picking and choosing what you want to do, that's when you start choosing not to do things and it soon unravels. So I'm going to run through my morning routine, why I do it, where each element comes from and why it works. You can do absolutely what you want. You can copy in it in its entirety if you want to. You can steal bits of it, 
whatever works for you, even if you don't do any of the things that I do, but it inspires you to think about yours, then hopefully this process has been helpful. Now, obviously, there are the everyday things that I do in the morning, like everyone. I'm not a weirdo. And I'm sure that you didn't tune into this to find out which hand I brush my teeth with. No. This is about the added ingredients that I want to share with you. And there are six things, six things that I take the time to do each morning. So I'll break them down, explain a little bit on why I find each one helpful. So number one is alarm. What time do you get up? Do you get up at the same time every day or does it vary? Are you someone that bounds out of bed in the morning or are you a bit of a slow riser? Do you hit snooze? If you do, how many times? As you may know, our sleep is governed and impacted by our circadian rhythm. This is a series of chemicals and hormones in our system which are constantly moving us from a sleeping state to a waking state and back again. For many, one, two, three o'clock in the afternoon feels like a low or sleepy point, and again, two till four in the morning. Now, this transition or this conflict between these two states is constant. If you're really lucky, you get to go to sleep as this cycle is pulling you into sleep, and you get to wake up as it's moving out. That's why some people are early risers and some are not, because it's different for all of us. But many of us, don't get to have that exact match. We don't have the option of going to sleep at the time that's personally natural for us or waking up at exactly the right moment. So as far as the morning bit is concerned, we set an alarm. And we set that alarm to transition us from a sleeping state to a waking state at a different time in the morning than when our body naturally wants to. And our rhythms can change. So if you get into a good routine of sleeping at the same time each night and waking at the same time each morning, eventually that change becomes easier. But if you don't have that option, or if your routine's just different, then we need an alarm to quickly transition us from a sleeping state to a waking state. And that transition is, well, usually it's not pleasant because it's, it's, it's forcing us to do something different to what our body is naturally trying to do. So by setting an alarm, we're setting up a conflict. Our body is saying, nope, I prefer to continue sleeping, but our activities or our commitments are saying, sorry, but we need your attention. So knowing you've got that conflict, knowing that the point of the alarm is to stop one thing, which is sleeping, and start another thing, which is waking and getting up, it might be worth giving it the best chance of making that transition from sleep to wake with as little angst and difficulty as possible. After all, if you're a snoozer, well, there are only so many times you can hit that snooze button. Mm. Oh, not again. Let's give me two more minutes. Okay, okay, okay. If you think you're setting yourself up for a little win each day, you know, I pressed snooze and I stole two minutes back, ask yourself the question, who are you stealing those two minutes from? 
in reality, you stole those two minutes from your own sleep by setting the alarm two minutes earlier than you could have. If you genuinely could get up at 7.02 without impacting your day, then set the alarm for 7.02. And that's my idea. Take control of what's going on. Work out exactly how long it takes you to do all your stuff in the morning. Most of us have got a routine that often doesn't vary very much. Decide what time it is that you need to be out of the door and then set your alarm exactly. And when I say exactly, I mean exactly. 4.50, After all, who said that it should be set for half six or 7am? Whose idea was that? Why do we do that? By setting a specific time, you're doing two things. Firstly, you're maximising the actual amount of sleep that you can have. You're removing that sort of wake, snooze, wake routine. You're getting the maximum amount of positive sleep you can get. But more importantly, by setting a specific time, you're setting it with some intention. You're effectively starting your day by saying, I'm in control, and the very first thing that I'll do each day is I'll get up at exactly the time that I choose. Now, of course, there are factors that you can't choose. Many of us may prefer not to have to do the things that we do. But given that we've got to do them, then why not decide to be in control of what we can choose? And I call that a win. That's much more positive than being the victim of the alarm clock, making it do what you want it to do. Now, a lot depends on getting to bed at the right time. Um, And as we've said, we'll cover the end of day in another episode. But by choosing a specific time, and not pressing snooze, we start our day with some intent. We're effectively saying to ourselves, it's my choice to get up, I'm doing what I choose, and I'm in control. But it might sound like a a really small thing, but if the very, very first thing you do every day is get up at a time that you've given some consideration to, that you've thought with some intent, you're already starting your day off in control. And I call that a little bit of a win. So that was step one, the alarm. Step two, laugh or smile. (laughs) W.C. Fields apparently said, the first thing I do in the morning is smile because you might as well get it over with. Well, I guess that is quite funny, but is that really what we think? Why do we smile? According to the research, smiling is contagious. It directly affects your brain and your body. Now this step might sound weird, but the psychological impact of smiling and doing it in a mirror, yes, doing it in a mirror, before you do anything else, can directly impact your frame of mind. You see, smiling activates the release of neuropeptides that work towards fighting off stress. At the same time, dopamine, endorphins and serotonin are also all released when a smile flashes across your face. Now this not only relaxes your body, but it can lower your heart rate and your blood pressure. I'll put a link in the show notes to an article that gives you more information about this. Now, trust me, when you do this, it never stops feeling weird, I promise you. But who cares? No one's looking. And if they are, hopefully they care enough about you to support you. So trust me, look goofy, do it in a silly way. Sometimes you might even make yourself laugh, but that can't be a bad way to wake up, can it? So step two, the moment you get out of bed, the very first thing you do is to actually look at yourself in the mirror and laugh or smile. Go on, I dare you. I double dare you. It won't ever stop feeling odd. But actually, that feeling does set you up in a great way each day. Okay, number three, 
water. Now, there's a lot of research that suggests the significant benefit of drinking water first thing in the morning. Some of it is based in the notion that you've lost a load overnight, and I guess that makes sense. If you think about it, if you didn't drink any fluid for eight hours in the day, then I guess you'd need that fluid replaced. Other information talked about the productivity and health benefits of getting water into your system first thing. The general advice seems to be to drink 16 ounces or half a litre. And I can't really see any downside to doing that, and there do appear to be a lot of upsides. I find a squirt of lemon juice gives it a bit of a zing, and I do immediately feel the benefits. However, there's another benefit that I hadn't realised. It puts me off having my first cup of coffee. Now, I love coffee, believe you me. But I also know that caffeine is a diuretic. So actually, the more you consume, the more thirsty it can make you. And we also know that the more caffeine you drink, the more you need to drink to have the same effect. So I find that that act of drinking water, first thing, not only gets my body rehydrated, but it means I can then wait half an hour or 90 minutes for that first coffee. And that has a big impact on how I feel about myself. And actually, it makes that first coffee feel really good. So step three, within two minutes of waking, drink 16 ounces of water. Now at this point, I usually feed the cats. Cats are an optional part of your routine. They're not vital. You may prefer to feed dogs or chickens or children or even yourself. So at this point, if our alarm went off at 6.37, we've smiled, we've had a glass of water, we've fed our optional cats, and we're now still only three to four minutes into the morning. Step four, activity. For me, like not pressing snooze, exercising in the morning is all about routine. Whether you're a full-on morning run person, whether you go to a gym, or you just take a stroll, Some kind of physical exercise gets the blood going and wakes the body up. Now, I do um, quite intense sort of short bursts, but again, it's absolutely your choice. But I do recommend doing something most days. Going back to the circadian rhythms, getting outside in daylight for 10 minutes can help reset your body clock. So a short stroll, a run, exercise in your front room, whatever works for you. My shortest routine takes six minutes. It's a series of pull-ups sit-ups and press-ups and if I've got time I spend 30 minutes on a rowing machine either at home or if I'm in a hotel in the gym while I'm away but find your way so long as you do something I think you'll find the benefit so we're about 10 minutes into our morning routine so far step five you time after I exercise I spend 10 minutes meditating now I've talked a lot about meditation in the past few weeks So I'm not going to labour the point. You can go back and listen to some of the older episodes to find out more about that if you want to. But again, that routine of settling your mind and starting with some calm can be quite powerful. It doesn't have to be meditation. It can be yoga. It could just be sitting down for 10 minutes quietly. The key is taking 10 minutes for you. It can settle your mind. It can take control back from that ticking clock for something that's important for you. A great use of that time is to ponder on this question. If I was only going to achieve one thing today, what would it be? And I don't mean a work thing, I mean a you thing. What one thing would mean that if you did it, at the end of the day, you could look back and say, this day is never happening again, and I didn't waste it because I did something that was important to me. 
So that's you time, whether that's meditation, yoga, or just sitting quietly. So far then, we've looked at five things which you might not currently have in your routine. The total time, if you're counting for those five things, is 18 minutes. And if you add together uh, however long you need for eating, getting dressed and showered and so on, um, that's still all easily doable in the morning. And mentioning showers brings me on to the last step. And this one is 30 seconds. Step six, shower. Well, actually, not the act of the shower, but what you do at the end. A 30-second blast of cold water. Now, bear with me. As I said at the start, I've learned my routine from a number of different places. There's a guy called Joel Runyon who wrote a long piece on taking cold showers in the morning, the health benefits, the impact on your immune system, the impact on depression and so on. I'll put a link to the article in the notes. But I guess if only half of what's in that article is true, there are still some very good reasons why people like Tim Ferriss and Tony Robbins expose themselves to cold water in the morning. Now, don't worry, I'm not recommending an icy plunge pool or a completely cold shower. My version is to have a regular shower, not too hot, and then at the end, I turn the water to as cold as I can stand, just enough to get you outside of your comfort zone, and stand there for 30 seconds and feel the impact on your body. You really can feel the blood flowing. It makes you feel aware and alert. It's really not an overstatement to say that it just makes me feel alive. But not only does it stimulate me, it also reminds me that we're really lucky. Most of you listening to this, probably listening through a smartphone, and probably financially fairly comfortable. And if you think you're not, it doesn't take much of a scratch beneath the surface to take a look around and actually see how hard life can be in this world. And I find that that intentional exposure to something a little bit uncomfortable just reminds me how lucky I am. And how in a heartbeat, I could be one step away from having no warmth, no comfort and no options. I find it keeps me grounded, it keeps me level-headed and it stops me getting too comfortable or too inclined to take for granted the things that I do have in my life. So that's it. Six steps. The total time for all of those things is 18 minutes and 30 seconds. So if you add half an hour for eating and getting dressed and so on, that can all easily be done within an hour of waking. And for me, still gets me out the door at 5.50 in the morning. Now, again, it's not for everyone. Um, As is the case with all of these things, you make your own choices based on your health, your personal preferences and so on. So to recap, a reminder of the steps are alarm. Set it with intention. Don't snooze. Laugh. Look in the mirror. Laugh or smile at yourself. I promise you, it's funny and good. Water. Half a litre or 16 ounces. Rehydrate quickly after you've woken up. Activity. Walk outside or go to the gym or a run or whatever works for you. You time. 10 minutes. This is actually the longest piece, but 10 minutes worth of meditation, yoga or just taking 10 to stop and think about what you want to do in the day. And the last one, shower. Cold blast, 30 seconds at the end. As I said at the start, the key to doing this successfully every day is routine. How do I remember each step when I'm half asleep? Well, if you're a fan of mnemonics, well, it's very simple. I just take the first letter of each step. Alarm, laugh, water, activity, you time, and shower, always. 
That's it for episode 12. I hope you found it interesting, stimulating and useful. I'd love to hear from you on what you do in the mornings. Well, I'd love to hear from you on what you do in the mornings in terms of setting yourself up for the day and what works for you. You can contact me on Twitter or Facebook at Sharp Podcast. Obviously, we're on the website, www.sharppodcast.com. If you've enjoyed the episode, please take a minute to rate us in iTunes and you can put a review in there if you like or comment on the website or social media. I'm off to look at myself in the mirror because I could do with a laugh. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.